Welcome to Series 5 of the Lawyers Coach Podcast. My name is Claire Rayson, and each episode of this podcast will feature myself or Oliver Hansard, both of us coaches and former lawyers, trying to find out what makes lawyers tick. We will be hearing from various guests and experts, and then at the end of each episode, we will both be reflecting on what they said. The Lawyers Coach Podcast is brought to you by Client Talk and Hansard Coaching. In this episode, Oliver Hansard speaks to Rhea Blakely-Glover, who is Head of Business Development at Bird & Bird. Oliver spoke to Rhea about her BD skills list for lawyers. She offers some great tips and insights for law firms, and she even mentions the S word. Rhea, welcome to the pod. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Ollie. I'm really excited to be here. So let's start with the question we love to ask all our guests, which is, why on earth did you get involved in the legal industry in the first place? That is a good question. And it actually takes me back to a long time ago when I was probably about 20. I wasn't one of those people that wanted to be a lawyer when I was a kid. I don't think many do, but that definitely wasn't me. Um, And my parents actually adopted my little brother. And at the time, they had quite a difficult time with the lawyer that they'd hired um, in a sort of contentious family court proceeding. And I remember thinking, you know, this is a kid's life. This is really important. And and this guy won't even call my parents back. And it just completely inspired me. Um, I was a sociology and psychology major. So I didn't really have a clear plan. And and just that experience inspired me to to go to law school. Um, I wanted to work sort of in juvenile justice. And like many, many things, as I actually went through law school, I ended up deciding to be a litigator um, and, and pursuing that instead. Amazing. So there's a kind of a real kind of personal passion behind your 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 starting off out in the in the legal world. There is, and I know we're we're going to get to this, but I think that personal passion is probably a big reason for why I, after being a litigator for seven years and going through so many years of school and so much money to become a lawyer, I ended right. up switching into business development. And then on to Bird and Bird. How did that come about? So that was a a very um, fortunate sort of mix of the personal and professional. Um, We'd had, I'd had my first son and my husband's English. We had talked about, we had our son in New York and we found um, the lack of (laughs) parental leave and, and just the work-life balance to be really difficult. So we talked about moving our family to the UK. And I remember saying to him, well, I wonder if I can even do what I do um, over there. And he was just having a, a Google and he found Bird and Bird and he said, look, they're, you know, this is a really great international firm. They are strong in all of the areas that you're already working in, such as IP and tech. And he said, you know, they're looking for somebody to do their U.S. business development. This is perfect for you, but based in London. From heaven. So it was, it was, and it was an absolutely incredible role. So I, I actually me getting that role helped us get over here to England. So, so Ray, would you like to tell us a, a little bit more detail about your role at Bird & Bird? Sure. So my role at Bird & Bird is to look after the sales side of business development through our key markets and our key business relationships. So what that means is that I work with the whole BD team as well as with our lawyers on building out our, our sales techniques and the sales side of business development. So some of the people in my team um, are client facing and have their own networks where they're actually introducing people that they know to the firm and helping the firm to win work that way. And in other instances, it's more that we collaborate with the lawyers on a, a sales approach to their business development. 
So we focus our efforts on certain markets, such as the U.S., where we don't practice U.S. law, but we have really important client and, and other multiplier relationships in the U.S., and my team helps to look after those. So multipliers are a big part of that, um, particularly because my team sort of helped by having responsibility for some of those relationships, which we have found, you know, the lawyers already are trying to look after client relationships. And it's a really great role for my team to play, um, looking after and developing some of those multiplier relationships to, to really win work from new sources and sources that the lawyers themselves, you know, may not have access to. So that's an area that we're really excited about developing. And then on the, the region side, again, looking after um, regions as well, where we don't have an office. So that's called Bird and Bird Plus. And that is our program for working everywhere in the world where we don't currently have an office. Thinking about business development, specifically business development lawyers, do you think lawyers make good business developers or should they outsource that to a, a department or someone else? Well, I think some of them do and, and some of them should outsource it. And I think we, we can't generalize. And, and one of the things that I feel pretty passionately about is that firms should provide BD expertise to their lawyers and their lawyers, you know, should have that as a resource. So it's important that we don't expect lawyers to be good at absolutely everything. And when you think sometimes what, what we put on lawyers' plates in terms of, okay, you have to, you know, have really in-depth knowledge in your area of law. You have to be good at client service. You have to stay on top of trends and legal technology, and you have to be able to run teams. And there's so much that we ask them to be good at. And I think it's, it's a bit crazy that, um, you know, we don't say to them, there are BD professionals who can help you be good at that. For some lawyers, you know, BD comes really naturally. So working with the BD team can just be an extension or an enhancement of that. Um, and for others, it's just not something that they really want to do. And that's where the BD team can really partner with them. In particular, the approach that we're trying to take is that my BD team and, and the way we do it here is that, you know, we have our own networks. We bring in work for the firm. We work alongside the partners in a client facing role. So we, we do try to show that, you know, it really is a partnership and it's not just that the partners have to sort of do it all on their own, that we're here to, to work with them and provide support in any way that we can. But clients do buy lawyers and, and the individual lawyer in most cases. So, so to a degree, every lawyer needs to be in front of the client and comfortable with operating in that, that way. It's interesting that you say that because in a way I would, I would almost argue we would rather that they buy our firm. So our, you know, firm, we say we are one firm, your firm. And while it is important that each of our lawyers has a one-to-one -one relationship with the people that they're working with, I would argue that those are probably not going to be your longer term and sort of more sticky client relationships. Those would be the ones where we've got lots of lawyers, teams of lawyers from all of our offices and, and many practices working um, very, very closely as a collaborative team and partnership with our, with our clients. So I think there's a skill even in that as the individual lawyer figuring out how to build that. And again, that's something that the BD team here is really good at helping with. So if I'm an up and coming lawyer, I've got an aspiration for partnership. I'm, I'm open-minded to, to business development. What are the sort of skills I should develop and how should I go about getting those skills? So there's, a, there's 
a long list I have here. So oh, can, please, let's have it all. <laughs> we can start to go through them. I mean, I know I've touched on this already, but I think some of it is just understanding the resources available to you. So, um, you know, most firms will have some sort of business development resource and just understanding what that looks like, everything from being able to take training opportunities with the BD team or with external providers to, um, you know, how do you get information about clients? How can you do research? Most firms have some sort of um, tools that, that can be used for the lawyer to really arm themselves with everything they need to know about their clients. So I think the, f- the first thing I would say is just a real, every lawyer should have a, a real understanding of what resources are available to them at their firm. Um, I think every lawyer needs a strategic business development plan. So they should understand, you know, what is it they're trying to sell? Who are they trying to target with that? And then they can think about the tactics that will help them do that. Um, It's not going to be the same for every lawyer and it's not going to be the same for every type of work. So that kind of leads me on to another thing that I think the pandemic has really changed and and probably not changed um, in a bad way, which is there are so many more avenues available to lawyers now to do BD. So, you know, I think the the old way that we used to have of going out to lunch or going to an event and exchanging lots of business cards or flying around to see our clients all the time, you know, that obviously got replaced dramatically in the pandemic of having to do everything virtually. Um, but there's so much that virtual BD that goes into virtual BD. So there's not, it's not just virtual events. I mean, there's lots of ways to connect with clients and, and even things like doing podcasts. There's so many different medium. And I think just having a good understanding of the different range of things that are available and embracing those is what other things. So so what would you put on that list? Well, some of the stuff we'd have, we've had a lot of success with is really creative, small group client. I would say experiences is something where we do something with our clients. So one example is we did a a truffle making class with some clients in San Francisco and we had a small team of the lawyers working with them and we had professional chefs all on video. We sent kits to the clients of all the stuff they needed and we just got together and it was all online, all online. And it was, it was families and, and, and partners and dogs welcome. It was, it was just a really (laughs) lovely um bonding experience i think yeah. and and we we had so much fun with that one that i think we ended up doing another three or four so we did actually truffle risotto the truffles were a big theme um <laughs> <That's good. Right. laughs> so it was shares and truffles brilliant we did um and then i think a vertical gardening class or something like that but but i've heard of ones where um you know teams will do strava challenges together i've i've seen um there's a lawyer that I work with and I think he has such a good approach to virtual BD. So even if he's just speaking at a virtual conference, he still approaches it, approaches it as though it were a real world opportunity. So he researches who's going to be there. He takes snapshots of the people's names in the chat and then he reaches out to them on LinkedIn and says, Hey, I saw you were signed up for my session. It'd be great to connect. And he actually works the room even in a virtual way. Um, and it's been incredible to see the connections that he's made in a time when other people feel like it's been hard to meet new prospects and, and develop new client relationships. So I think on that side, like I said, it's just about being creative because I don't think we're totally going back. I think we will start to see a return to some in person and, and we'll definitely see hybrid, but there's a huge focus now on sustainability. And I just think the days where people just fly around for, you know, one meeting here or there, those, those days are done. And I think, um, Something that I particularly like about virtual BD is that we can include more diverse teams. Um, we, we can think about our, our partners and our colleagues in offices in other parts of the world. We don't need to 
you know, worry about putting a business case together to fly five people to, let's say, San Francisco to see a client, we can do that virtually. And, and I think clients really want to see that as well. So I think that virtual and hybrid BD is here to stay and lawyers need to kind of wrap their heads around you know, what that is, which parts of it do they like and feel comfortable with, and what's their strategy for making sure it's successful. So I still have more on my list if you want. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. I'm loving this. Okay. Great. Well, I've got so many notes here. I'm going to use this for my BD. It's amazing. Good. Well, I, you know, I want to sort of talk a little bit about the sales mindset, which is something we do training on for the lawyers in our firm. And I, I do think either getting some training from the BD resources at their firm or from an external provider on the sales mindset can be really helpful for lawyers because thinking about doing BD, it's a, it's a different way it's of working um, for a profession. Isn't, that, you know, isn't, isn't sales though, even that word, isn't that a dirty word in the, in the legal industry? We're changing no it. Sells. You know, we're, no I know, I know. We develop, right? <laughs> we're changing it. And I hope that, you know, we're starting to really see a much more positive association with it because ultimately that is what we do. And, and there's no reason to think that there can't be techniques that work um, for legal sales, just the way they do in other industries. And, and it's everything, even about the language that you use in pitching, you know, have you actually thought about how that's going to land when the person who's going to maybe hire you for this project, when they're reading your words, what are they getting out of it? And have you put sales techniques into that writing? That's something that we're really exploring here at Bird and Bird, which I think is, is a bit of an untapped um, area, to be honest, and it's really exciting. So I think getting some training in that mindset, which what do I mean by that? A sales mindset is very optimistic. <laughs> you have to be willing to put yourself out there and kind of hope for the best. It can be a long game and a numbers game. So you have to feel comfortable that not everything is going to land and you're not going to you know, get the sale every single time. So just having that perseverance and, and being willing to, to get back out there. Um, it's definitely being able to talk to clients about selling. So whether it's, you know, actually asking for that meeting or asking for the work or asking to introduce your client, your colleagues and cross sell your colleagues in different services of the firm, you know, all too often we have really great client meetings and they sort of just end with a vague promise to, to get back in touch. And I think it's a real missed opportunity and kind of the sales mindset helps lawyers get comfortable with finishing that conversation of saying, I'd really like to find a way to work together. What do you think? Um, so sales mindset training, I think, is is really valuable. Is that about closing? It, it can be about closing, but it can also be about approaching. So, you know, figuring out not every way of approaching is going to feel comfortable for everybody. So for some people, it is going to be networking in that in that virtual or physical room. Um, and for others, it's going to be about developing work from people that they already know. And that can be really difficult for people. So for example, when we work with associates and we start talking about business development plans and we say, you know, start working with your connections now because these are the people that are going to be Absolutely. moving from firms into clients and, and you yeah. have to get comfortable with saying to them, can we work together? And, and for a lot of people, that feels a bit funny, but ultimately those that's such a strong base for a relationship because you already have that, um, that trust and that, you know, you like each other. So it's a really good place to build on. And I think it's just, giving people that confidence that just like you want to win work, your clients, want, you know, they need help. They want to have lawyers that they can trust and they can build relationships with, and they're going to welcome the approach. It's very rare that someone says, oh, I really wish they hadn't asked me that. It's just getting that confidence to be able to ask the question. So, so it's the whole sales journey, everything from, you know, how do you build your network? 
how do you approach your network? How do you ask for the meeting and ask for the work? And then, yes, as you said, closing, very important. And closing, maybe not even in the sense of, you, you know, getting a specific piece of work, but um, it sounds like it's closing in the sense of, I really like you. I think we can help. I'd love to do some work with you. I think it's just having a tangible outcome, right? So instead okay. of just just having that vague sort of, oh, well, that went well, or, or did it go well? I don't know. <laughs> but actually, you know, having that, that okay, what, what are our next steps and being able to, to have something concrete? I think that's what I would look at as closing. And any last tips for our listeners? So I think the last thing that I wanted to, to talk about was thinking about how to bring your whole firm with you. Now, obviously, you know, this is more for lawyers who are working in that firm environment, less so for, for those that might be in a small practice, but it's easier to, to sell what other people are doing. And at the same time, our clients have a range of really big issues they're facing. They're the same issues that our lawyers and our law firms are facing. So things like diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, ESG, sustainability, how to use legal tech, um, legal project management. There's so much that's happening. And I think that can be really daunting to sort of be able to go to a client meeting prepared to talk about absolutely all of that. So it's it's having a strategy. You know, How do you prepare to be able to speak credibly about the things that are important to your clients? Again, a big plug for my team, You know, that's part of the role that we try to fulfill for our lawyers is being able to go with them to those meetings and bring the rest of the firm with, with us and being able to talk credibly about some of those services that we have. Um, but even if it's not the BD team joining those meetings, we do a lot of training and, and prep for those meetings. So being able to help the lawyers have, a, have what can be sometimes a tricky conversation. And I think what we try to tell our lawyers is the key there is just being authentic. Um, our clients are facing these issues, things like diversity and inclusion. They haven't figured it all out for their own team. So, so talking to them about the journey that, for example, Bird and Bird is on and the steps that we're taking, but maybe where we still need to go. I think that really resonates with our yeah, clients. Yeah, being open and honest about it when it's a tough issue like that. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and just being authentic, right? So if that's an issue, you know, that you don't know a lot about, maybe saying that and saying, I'm, I'm learning more. And then, you know, the firm looks like it's doing a lot, but I've brought this colleague along because that's an area that they're really taking a leadership role. You know, I think the key is authenticity and just being able to, to, you know, talk to your clients in a way that's really honest because they'll obviously that will really, really resonate and, and feel impactful for them. And it's all about developing a partnership. So, so that trust and that connection is really important. Right. You've been absolutely awesome. It's a, been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much for being on the Lawyers Coach podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. As you can tell, I love this stuff and could go on and on all day. <laughs> no, it's been brilliant. Thank you. That was Oliver Hansnard speaking to Raya Blakely-Glover. Ollie, what a great conversation. Love Raya's energy and, and loved all the tips that she had for, for lawyers to make the most out of um, business development situations. Yeah, and I mean, I could go on, <laughs> go on and on as well, I think. But what I really came away with was the sense of how important it is to lean on the professionals that you have in your firm. Obviously, not all firms will have a, a business development team the size of, of the one at um, Bird and Bird. But I think the tips that she shared there are ones that are applicable to firms large and small. Totally. And, you know, just that headspace of ask for help. You know, she articulates so clearly this 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 expectation we have on, on all our legal professionals to to be able to do everything, and it's and it's okay 
to, to ask for help when it comes to business development? Because clearly, you know, bird and bird, obviously, but I'm sure in so many other firms, so many resources exist that can can make that that whole process a lot easier for the owner. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's a, a theme throughout this series that lawyers are expected to do so much and to be so many things. And perhaps we're reaching a point where we need to recognise that, you know, lawyers don't need to do all of these things. And actually, maybe what we need to get to is a place where, you know, everyone's got their part to play. Um, everyone plays to their strengths. And that maybe the skill that lawyers really need is that ability to work as a team. Well, there we go. And, and, and at the same time, also accept that sometimes they really are selling. And, um, you know, I, th- I think I, I intimated with Rare that sometimes, you know, being in a sales process can be, be seen as the dirty word. But, you know, she's really open and clear about that. You know, have that optimistic mindset, ask for next steps, be, be clear about, you know, that you want something tangible out of the, the interaction. And, and, you know, so many helpful things that she, she mentions there. Absolutely. So thanks, Ollie, for, for talking to Raya. Next time, I'm going to be talking to Helen Lowe, who is Head of Legal Operations at EasyJet. And I can't wait for that episode. Thank you for listening. Lawyers Coach is brought to you by Client Talk and Hansard Coaching. If you're enjoying this series, please rate us on your podcast provider so that others can find us. If you're a lawyer and would like to take part in Lawyers Coach, please visit our website, lawyercoach.co.uk, for further details. And you can also join the conversation on our LinkedIn group, Lawyers Coach. If there are any topics you'd like to hear us discuss, then just get in touch.